afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday. It's August now, son of a bitch. It's August the 4th, 2022. It's another Technical Podcast. Got a great show lined up for you today, as always. Glad you could join us. If it's your first time, welcome on in. We talk about video games, movies, television, housing problems, everything in between. Whatever strikes our fancy. Because we're getting old, and our minds drift, and you never know what's going to happen. Hope you're having a good one out there. Before we get started, of course, I've got the most important question of the week. Mr. Black, how was your week? Uh, it's another week. It's a, it's a, it's another week. <laughs> okay, alright. Um. Alright. I heard all OTT right. was in jail for a time. No, uh, no. Or, or I had on a, trial? No, no, I was, yeah, I was, I had a trial, yeah. Ah, uh, you embezzling uh, money? No, no, a cop, a cop ended up shooting OTT inside a prison cell, locked oh, away, so wow. I assume. Wow, that's very American of them. Yeah, <laughs> so. Of all so, the things uh, I was expecting you to be, uh, you know, OTT to be uh, on trial for, or, or in a trial for, getting shot while still in a prison cell by a yep. police officer was not on that list, so, uh, alright then, sure. Why not? Okay. Interesting storyline, I'm sure. Uh, so other than that, not a hell of a lot, just another week? Another week, man. Awesome. Awesome. Haven't melted over there yet? No. Haven't melted. That's good. That's good. I'm melting currently, right now. I'm sweating like a whore in church. This is fucking 7,000 degrees outside, and I was over at the house uh, where there is no heat pump in the in the basement as of yet. Uh, and while it's relatively cool, when you start working for uh, a couple hours, uh, the the heat pump is almost a necessity. Uh, so I've just been sweating it up like a bad 80s aerobics workout video. Uh, except without the multicolored spandex and a nice ass. Uh, but we're getting, we're getting some work done down in the, uh, in the basement now that, uh, Smitty was over yesterday, got the... Uh, the last of the electric run into the laundry area a, a couple weeks ago. I mentioned that not, like of the three of us, Dad, myself, and Brian, apparently everyone forgot that we needed to run fucking BX to actually, you know, power the hot water tank. And so uh, that needed to happen. So we got that sorted uh, yesterday amongst uh, a few other things, getting the light, the pot light in the, in the laundry as well and, and getting that sorted. So now we've got the baseboards in, the cabinet is in the corner. Uh, and installed, and, uh, and now once all that stuff dries up today, tomorrow we will, uh, install the hot water tank, and probably the washer-dryer stack, and then that room is done-done, um, which is, which is loverly, which means at that point it's basically clean the apartment up, paint the exterior door, uh, and then find somebody that's willing to rent it for exorbitant prices. Uh, this is kind of how that's going to go. Oh, you have a hard time finding somebody <laughs> to rent it. That's for sure. I do have to get uh, either not not today, but uh, in the coming days, I'll. Uh, I know that I know that the um, uh, the Nova Scotia Authority or whatever for uh, f- uh, for uh, rentals and stuff has like a a bone stock copy for like uh, contracts uh, for rental. Uh, you know, like uh, le- like le- like uh, oh, fucking. Leases? 
leases and shit like that. I know they provide like bone yeah, stock fucking shit or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, I'll take a peek see at what you've been putting in yours to see if there's anything in there that I would want to include in mine when the time comes because Smitty is not going to be the first one in. So now I actually have to give a shit uh, about uh, paperwork. Whereas before I could have just been like, not fucking care, but now now I actually have to give a fuck. And so uh, that's one of the things to to look into. But I uh, got some time because again those windows. Not until fucking October. So, uh, shout out to Nova Windows and Doors. Go fuck yourself on that one. Can you, can you, not, can you not go to another window company and... Uh, I, I mean, I could, but they're not going to install them until 2023. Install them <laughs> yourself. It, installing windows are easy. Dad and I have uh, done it five or six times. It's, it's, if you've done all this other work, dude, in an afternoon, well, you get it done. So, so Unless you've got to like, cut like concrete and like fit in... If you got to do that, then okay, then you might want to get somebody. I mean, I get, I, I get to, I guess to put it in perspective, really, if, 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 if the windows and stuff that we were going to be putting in and the sizes that we had and whatnot were standard enough to, to find, uh, within reason, dad and I probably would have already put the windows in. The thing is that at least for the, the egress windows, because of the size of the windows that they have in this place, both upstairs and down, but specifically downstairs, um, very fucking specific windows that you can't just walk into a place and be like, "Hey, I'll take that window and install that bitch myself." Uh, also, we have to work, we have to fight with brick on the bottom half of the house, and so Dad took one look at that and said, "Nah, hard pass. Not fucking with brick. Not fucking with weird shaped windows that aren't standard. Whatever the fuck. None of that. No, especially if it's egress. There's somebody else can fucking worry about that. So, um." It's just the way it is. I, I am in I am in contact with them. Um, they respond. He, the 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 original uh, sales guy responded to me. He was on vacation when I first uh, emailed him a couple like a uh, ten days ago, and um, I got back to me. And then I emailed him back again uh, because he was like, "Yeah, you know, we've got fucking labor and supply shortage and you know whatever the usual fucking spiel." And I responded with, "Ask me how much I care." Uh, because I don't, everyone has labor and supply shortages. And so if you had come back to me and said three to six weeks delay, I'd say, okay, if you come back to me and tell me three and a half months, and it's a maybe that it will even get installed that now I know you're prioritizing some other shit over top of my project. Go fuck yourself. You're going to put some of these windows in before the snow fucking blows over my dead body. You got Mm. half of my money. Now you're putting the shit in. It's happening. Figure it out. It's not my problem. That's you problem. You got labor. Mm. That's you. That's you problem. Uh, my cousin and I ordered windows at the exact same time. He ordered it from the other guy that I got the quote from. They gave us basically the same price, same window of time for install, like within a, like a week or two. Mm. Uh, the difference was that we had to have some custom window stuff done. And so the windows that he was going to have to put in were going to be kind of fucky and not what we wanted for the look of the front of the house. They weren't going to look good like at all. Uh, they were going to have to be those, like, ones where half the window is just solid in and the other half is, like, the operational one. Open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it just looked, it, it wouldn't match any of the rest we of the had, front of the we, house. We did, we had to do that in our, at the duplex that uh, we renovated. Because yeah. uh, if we wanted the windows quickly, we, we had to do it that way. But yeah. they were in the back. They weren't in the front. Yeah. So we didn't so, yeah. really care. We didn't really give a shit about what they looked like as long as they were legal and people could get out in case there was a fire. Yeah, and if ours were at the back, I also would not give a shit. But they're at the front of the, at the, front of the house. So uh, so between that and Dad, or, you know, Dad kind of also was like, hey, you know, they did uh, our work here at Mom and Dad's place, and they fucking crushed it and did an amazing job and even put in, like, 
They were do they did everything just yeah, perfectly. Bro, I was very impressed. Bro, if you got to wait like another three to four months, that's well, like I, that's, well, I, that's you're you're losing out on like five grand in rent. Well, well, like, I also well, well also understand even if I were to go because again we can't we're not installing them ourselves. So if I were to go back to Steve and I would say Steve, I need I need Windows put in. He's going to tell me three or four months. Yeah, but that's the, not the only. The what I'm saying time. is, he's not the only window guy, man. There's tons of places that you can find people that'll <laughs> that'll go and do it. You might pay a little bit extra to get a rush on it, but if it's gonna if it's gonna save you four to five thousand dollars in rent, bruh. Well, first get I have done. to first first I have to see first I get have to done. see how what their response is because again they have they have half the cash, so I would have to resolve part of that before i would even go hunting for other windows uh, uh, they'll give you your money I'm back not... it's just it is what it is just and if they didn't you, once again four to five thousand dollars in the difference They're like dude you're taking too long bro i can't be w sitting around here for fucking six months for windows <laughs> i go to a different place i've already ordered them i got a guy coming in in two weeks he's putting them in i want my money back it's just that simple that's what i would do yeah time is money uh, that's it, not me yeah. You're, you're not me, so that's what I would do. I would tell him to go fuck himself in the nicest way possible. That's, that's Take what your windows I, and shove that's, it. That's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I'm doing, but it's really, believe me, I haven't only just talked to two people. It is very hard to just magically magic these these fucking weird ass windows from the front of the house. It's otherwise, like if it was, if it was like I'm, I'm not burning six thousand dollars in rent because I'm very specifically wanting these guys to install my windows. I don't fucking care who installs windows i just need them to match the rest of the fucking front of the house and have them be done before i retire which can would, would be nice uh but yeah very fucking difficult to uh to find uh, somebody but no i don't i'm not burning money because uh i desperately want noble windows and doors to do the fucking install i don't fucking care about them that much they're not family or some shit i'm not trying to give them my fucking business uh but other than that uh everything else is going relatively well we've got we're installing the washer dryer stuff upstairs and down Probably tomorrow. Upstairs will be a treat because the the alcove's not a hell of a lot bigger than the units that are going in. So uh, attaching the uh, the dryer specifically, that's going to be a bit of a clown show, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. Uh, and then once that's done, we can start laying the new subfloor in the dining room and living room, and uh, and get that moving because we did the floor leveler this week as well in that area, and now there's just uh 150 pounds of concrete leveling out part of the living room and dining room and we've got a couple more bags to do elsewhere and and get it uh get that get that going but yeah just coming along it is what it is uh and uh and uh so we're just uh kind of hacking away at it but anyway that was mason you know mostly my week oh i played destiny i've been playing destiny 2 last week Trying to find something other than fucking Hearthstone because I, I started to burn out playing like fucking six, seven hours of that daily. I needed something to break up the fucking monotony of battlegrounds. And so playing Destiny 2, uh, it's not bad. It's, it's like the last time I played Destiny 2. Uh, the, the gunplay is great. Uh, it looks very pretty. It sounds good. Voice acting's amazing. The writing has gotten significantly better. Everything, everything about that stuff is all, is all great. It's just... It's the only game I can think of that's less returning player or new player friendly is Warframe. Uh, there's just way too many systems, way too many mechanics. They're scattered everywhere. The game does nothing to tell you where to like where to find or do like any of the shit. Uh, and so if you don't have somebody that is already playing the game to kind of walk you through basically ninety percent of the fucking game, 
You're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna be you're gonna be Googling every three fucking minutes. So other than that, the game's been pretty good. But uh, they desperately need to work on whatever the hell the opening parts of the of uh, the new player experience is. It's kind of fucking rough. Uh, now it's time to talk about some video games, Mr. Black, other than Destiny 2. The crossover, specifically, that I did not think would ever happen. The K-pop group Blackpink has teamed up with PUBG Mobile. Because again, just in case you need a reminder, nobody fucking cares about the PC version of PUBG anymore. The only one, the company only gives shit about mobile because it's super popular in Asia. The, the PC game is dead. <laughs> it's super dead. So, there you go. Like I like I'm just trying to envision like you're it, like I mean they're kind of doing what like um uh, a, a, a kind of like a scuffed version of what Fortnite has done a couple times with uh, music musical artists doing like in-game bullshit uh so they're doing that but within uh within the confines of uh of pubg mobile and uh that's an interesting choice i can't imagine wanting to do that in the mobile but then again i'm not much of a mobile gamer and people are just used to that kind of stuff so uh yeah uh, clearly pubg mobile is still doing well and clearly also primarily in asia for them to be doing a k-pop fucking thing i don't know how much they paid them to do this shit uh but uh Good luck, uh, I guess. I think that already happened, so I, I might have to dig it up and see just how bad that looked, but it's fucking PUBG. I get, every time I talk about PUBG, I get angry. It fucking angers me. There's, I'm, there's, so, like, there's very few games that I've played in my lifetime that had more potential than PUBG, and watching the dev literally fucking set the whole thing on fire, just, just so fucking upsetting. Just, so just like, it's just been... And I still am convinced. What, I don't know what your opinion is on this. I'm still convinced that it, at any point in time, currently, in the year of our Lord 2022 or beyond, the moment that they put any fucking effort into PUBG on the PC, it would immediately be a main contender at the top of Twitch again and probably sell... A fuckload of copies. Yeah, but they don't need to. That's the thing, right? Like, they're making so much money on mobile that it... So what's the point? Well, what's more money. Point? Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah just probably... More, the, just probably, more money, I guess. Probably, probably more money in it just to keep <laughs> improving the mobile version and and keeping on putting all your resources in there than, than dealing with the PC. Probably don't even yeah, want to deal with... They probably don't even want to deal with the PC and the Twitch and everything that goes along with that type of uh, publicity. Why not just go after, you know, the kitties in, in uh, wherever, in Asia, or wh wherever it's popular in India, and <laughs> do mobile updates and just stick to that. Less yeah. noise, prints money. Think it's, I think it's a separate developer doing the mobile por portion of it, because I think the mobile portion was part of, um, uh, I think it was Tencent when they bought PUBG Corp. And so I don't know what that situation looks like right now, but I still, uh, yeah, I, like uh, I look at how much money Warzone makes and I look at how the lofty heights of PUBG in its, in its heyday, and I still look at like every time there's even a minor update that there's like this little up, uptick, like you'll get the, the, the old guard go back and play it again because I think they want to play it and then they realize that they haven't really fucking done anything to improve the game in, in four years. Uh, or five years, and and then they just they play it for a day, and then they're like, "Fuck, I wanted to like it, but I can't. I gotta go back to Warzone. Fuck me, Warzone. Please stop. I can't play Warzone any longer. God, kill me." Uh, it's what I think they're thinking in their head, uh, anyway, at this point. Um, but uh, but yeah. So there you go. Oh, apparently it was an eight-minute concert. 
uh, in there. Now I definitely need to see how the fucking eight minute concert in PUBG Mobile looked. <laughs> I fucking desperately need to see what that looked like. Uh, Google Stadia, Mr. Black, has become a, uh, officially the Schrodinger's cat of gaming services as there are both a lot of supposedly credible insider leaks, uh, by employees currently working there, uh, that, uh, that have been passing around what would be internal memos on, uh, on the kind of the roadmap to shutting it down, uh, in the last, uh, week or so. But also, Google continues to publicly say, oh, that's bullshit, Stadia's not going anywhere. Uh, the, the current, uh, I guess, reports from the internal st- side of things seem to point towards a late summer, fall type situation where Stadia might, go, might be going bye-bye. Uh, and so we don't have to wait too much longer to find out who's telling the truth and who's lying. Uh, or if there's just been some sort of massive corporate pivot where they were considering it and then decided to, to keep it around. Uh, but you know what? It's Google Stadia. It's Google. Like, if you think about how many services Google has started up and then immediately, or not immediately, but like in the first couple of years, shut down. Um, Stadia is ripe to be another one of those on the, uh, the body counts. Um, it's, uh, it's probably not doing all that hot. I have to assume it's burning a lot of money. I don't, like, I haven't heard, until I saw this news, this this news piece here, I haven't heard a whisper about Stadia for what feels like months. Like, I know it exists. It's there, supposedly. People are apparently using it. How many? <laughs> I don't know how many people. But I'm going to say less than seven uh, are using it currently. But they're they're just they've got to be just burning money. You haven't heard about them saying they. You haven't even heard Stadia come out and be like, "Hey, this game is coming to Stadia this month. Play this game on Stadia. Woo Stadia. Nothing. Zero marketing. Zero anything for like ages and ages. So I don't know what they're doing over there, but it wouldn't shock me if it was true that they are likely going to be shutting Stadia down in the not too uh, in the not too distant future. So we'll wait and we'll wait and see. What, what's what's your bet, Mister Black? Is Stadia shutting down 2022, or is Google going to drag this this dead horse a little further along behind the cart uh, before uh, before sending it off into the sun? Um, I mean, it's already dead, but um, <laughs> it could always be more dead. Yeah, I think I, I honestly think what they're going to do is I actually don't think they're going to shut down Stadia. Um, I think it's it's still going to be there, but it's going to turn into something else. Um, I think it's going to be a shell of what it was before, and they're going to pivot into something. And so when they say Stadia isn't going anywhere, I kind of believe it. Um, but it's, it's going to be not what it originally was supposed to be. Um, that's my prediction. So killing it, but not technically killing it, killing it, shifting it so that they can say they haven't technically shut the service down, but not keeping it as it is currently, uh, in its, in its present form. It might, it might vaguely have things to do with what it was before, but I think they're just (laughs) going to go in a different direction with it. I could be wrong about that. They might just shut it all down and like the brand itself is fucked. So they might, but like, also I just don't think the masses know about Stadia. So they, I think that they can probably pivot. Um, like the ones that are in the gaming industry that really know, like my neighbor has Stadia. Fuck off. Uh, Yeah, dude. And you know, you actually know a person. I know a person. He's not my, and they're close to you. 
I could. I, it would take me four minutes to walk to his house. Wow! I, I could play it. That's a um, unicorn. And you know he's a very very casual gamer. Yeah. Um, and the last time I talked to him about Stadia was probably like seven or eight months ago. And uh, he said that you know he uses it occasionally. Um, yeah. And that was pretty much it. It's not even like his main his main gaming thing, but. Uh, for the most part, and he's like a bit of a, a nerdy gamer. Like he's not like super on it like we are because we're like in the industry. But like he's one of those people that would know about Stadia. The majority of gamers uh, don't know about Stadia, and the vast majority, I would imagine, the ones that are actually buying and using Stadia are quite literally guys like him that are you know in their early 40s um they're gamers they grew up playing games they have family they have career they just want to pop on the cloud play a game call it a day they don't want to go out and buy you know this or that and go you know oh it's, i don't he doesn't he's not up to date on everything he just pops in sees what see what he wants to play and play the 15 16 17 year old gamers they ain't out there buying stadia that <laughs> shit ain't for them they're playing fucking Fortnite and PUBG on mobile. You know, they're they're playing all these other games that we that we like to play. They're playing Grand Theft Auto and all these other shit. Ain't no ain't none of them. There are very few. I mean, if you got a hundred 17, 16, 18 year olds in a line and you ask them all if they own Stadia, I would say ninety-nine of them don't, if not a hundred. And then if you were to even ask a hundred of them, do you even know what Stadia is? I, I would say maybe 20 of them heard about a stadia and you know, they, that's all they did just heard about it. So like, it's, it's, it's a dead, it's, it's too soon in order for stadia to work. All these consoles, the PS five, you know, uh, this might be a hot take, but the PS five, the Xbox, um, Nintendo, I mean, Nintendo's kind of on their own, but we'll just say the P the PlayStation Xbox, um, even PC, um, all of this stuff would would already need to fully be out on the cloud. Like it it would it, it it's almost as if the consoles need to go out and do the groundwork to make gaming on the cloud something that is known universally and that people trust and want to use. Um, Stadia that it not only does it not have a, a name for itself. Like yeah, okay, Google, but like okay, sure, Amazon does all kinds of things. And there's a lot of shit that just goes, people don't give a fuck. What? Because you're going to say it's Amazon? Who gives a shit? Woo. You know, or, or it's because it's Google or it's because of whatever. You got to make a name for yourself. Stadia hasn't done that. And they're trying to basically create a market that, that is a little bit before its time. How, are, how, are, how can you do that? You, you, they, they, you know, all the money in the world ain't going to make that happen. You know, they, it's, Stadia needed to come out like, in my opinion, after Xbox and PlayStation, all of them have made the cloud a norm and then came out and did what they did, but did it a little bit better or did it in a different way and just made it made it easier. But uh, they didn't. So they're dead and they will stay dead uh, unless they pivot. And even then it might whatever they're doing probably won't work. Yeah, I think I think you the, right towards the end there, you said something that I think is is probably really important. And, and I, I think they just kind of. I think they gambled on it and lost, but 
anytime you're trying to be a first to market or a big for what were like one of the first movers in any given market when you're assessing the market and the viability of it especially in the tech industry where everything moves so fucking quick you've got to you, you you've got to i'm i i have to assume you have to look at it and say okay um you know and this is from the perspective of a company with a bajillion dollars like a google or or an amazon they look at it and say okay guys so we have an opportunity to get in and be one of the first big three, even maybe even the first big one uh, into this specific market, but the tech isn't quite there yet in the market that we are hoping to attract on a scale right now that will allow us to make any appreciable money. We have to float this and and choose an entry point that is within a number of years that we can float it before that market exists and we've already been there so there's a name and then they just immediately choose us instead of jumping in with something else is the hope and so i guess for stadia maybe when google first started doing this they looked at they looked at uh tech in terms of what was available uh in their primary markets for internet connection stability uh uh well just the speed and stability of every internet connection in the market that they were hoping to, to grab which would be mostly North America, uh, I would imagine at this point, and perhaps uh, spots in, in Europe would have been their, their primary markets. And the problem is, especially in the US, which would have been their primary, primary market, internet fucking sucks ass. Yeah. 90% of the time. There are very few spots in America that you can have, or the US, that you can have good ass, speedy internet that also has good connection quality because there's a difference between having good connection quality and fast speeds and then fast speeds and poor connection quality you know just having a fast internet doesn't mean that stadia would be like this great experience uh, for you for example so i think they looked at it and said all right maybe we've got five years and it will be there and now here we are and we're mostly into that. We're, we're a good chunk in. I can't even remember when. when it, I mean, I, I, this would have been based on when they would have even started the Genesis point of it. But let's say it is about five years now. And we're nowhere close. Nah, bro. Not even remotely. And so they've just dead. burned all that money. It's gone. And they either have to continue to sunk cost the fuck out of this shit. Sunk cost fallacy. Where they look at it like, oh, we're already this far. Send some more cash that way and keep this bitch afloat for another five years, or it's just going to be dead in the water and they're going to have to come back and try again, like like you said, after others who are already in the market, figure it out, popularize it, and then then spend their money and try and buy their way into the market, which might have been the, the smarter thing the, uh, the first time around. But I do, I mean, they clearly can't care about it that much because they're not marketing it. No, they don't. At care. all. I mean, what's the point? It's, wa- it's wasted funds at this point, right? I think yeah. they know that. It's like trying to market a movie that's just like dead on arrival. It's like, why would you keep throwing money at it? So good luck. Godspeed. Uh, Sony is axing an early PS5 launch feature uh, in the not-too-distant, if it hasn't already been axed uh, here in the last couple uh, of days, uh, called Accolades, which was meant to originally allow players to give props to other players that came across online, uh, giving them uh, accolades, little little tags like helpful, welcoming, good sport, things of that nature. Uh, it was never really adopted, unfortunately, by developers or players, and so as such, they are sunsetting that bitch. It was a good idea, but if no developers pick it up and use it, it is what it is. Most, most games have, if they're going to go that route, most games have their own version of that in the game. 
like multiplayer games there there are several multiplayer games where you can you can go uh, it's like league of legends has basically the system where yeah. they can be like oh good teammate or you know good call outs or whatever the fuck yeah. type shit uh, at the end of the game and uh and so like that already exists within on a game game to game basis who the fuck cares about a system-wide fucking basis for for accolades but they tried you know they, they gave it a shot but at least they're you know they're they acknowledge that nobody cares uh the first look at Dr. Dr. Disrespects uh and Midnight Society which is the uh the game developer's name uh first game got a name a logo and the first bit of gameplay this week shown off uh the idea uh oh well first of all the game is called Dead Drop I don't even know if I wrote that in the fucking notes here but it's called Dead Drop uh the idea is to have a uh, as far as like how they're developing this game is to have it similar to like an early access situation uh, from how they described it, this is just my description of it. So how they described it, you know, they said it, they were talking about it like this was like a brand new idea. It's not like entirely brand new. It's just that they're, in my opinion, they're kind of taking the concept of an early access and changing how the 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 information that is collected during this early access is used for the actual development of the of, of the game. So most early access that you get on Steam, for example, uh, it's it's. Uh, tends to be more of a one-way street where the developer puts out an early build people buy the game that are interested in it unless they've made it free to play they collect a bunch of data on bugs and everything else as people are basically beta testing this shit for them uh and then they can you know they can have a system in place where uh where players can maybe give uh you know recommend shit or whatever but by and large they're just collecting information uh, for stability and systems and things, and it's kind of like an okay, we're we have an idea of what our, we want our game to be. We're just using this to basically bug fix on the fly while we're developing this game, and that's a lot of what early access is like. This system that they're running is more about blowing it open, and having way more people involved, and then specifically trying to create mechanisms where the players of the game leading up to the launch of the uh, the final product are far more heavily involved and invested in the product development where they take a lot more weight on on player wants and needs into account. So it's not brand new ground that they're breaking in that regard, but they are changing the paradigm of early access a little bit uh, and doing something a little new with it. Uh, this was an extremely early build. I mean, the fucking company literally just formed in like January. Or like December. I mean, like they barely they barely have an office set up. They barely bought the fucking expensive chairs to put next to the computers, and they already have this early build. So uh, it was brave of them to put any of this publicly. They could have just kept it mostly, you know, behind uh, behind closed doors. But they they let the thing wide open, uh, and uh, and showed some of it off. It it looks pretty good for what you could expect for a few months worth of fucking development time. I mean, really, it's not blowing the socks off at anyone. But the concept is is mildly interesting, and there's not even like a, a really hard, hardline concept that they've got yet. They just know a direction that they're going in. So the direction seems to be, from what I could tell, envision this. You've got, you know, it's the Dr. Disrespect, literally meme, wrapped up into a video game, right? It's the, it's the, it's the, the 1980s fucking like cyberpunky type shit. Neon lights, dark alleyways, the whole fucking spiel is slick back fucking ponytails dripping all the bullshit, the usual stuff. Uh the violence, the speed, the momentum, the whole that whole deal into a game where they have 
the concept of uh, where they're trying to add verticality, verticality to the game. And, and by that, they mean so like vertical extraction. So I guess what they mean is, let's say you're driving into an area. There's a giant fucking building. How many ever floors? I don't fucking know. And it will be all of these teams basically clamoring and fighting each other to get to the top of the building to get extracted. Uh, seems to be the direction loosely that, uh, from what I understood from interviews and him talking about it on his own stream as to where they're going. Vendors and things randomly distributed throughout the building for people to, you know, fight over or make use of. Uh, and, uh, generally that kind of a, of an idea, which is kind of neat. I can see how that might be fun, uh, and, uh, and, and a little bit of a different take on, um, I don't know if you could call it a battle royale, but it, it kind of, uh, it sounds like it's taking some, some bits and pieces from it, uh, one way or the other. But that was it. Uh, mostly, mostly okay, lukewarm reception, as you can imagine, and as we've seen in the past, anytime any, like, game footage is shown that is, like, super early, everyone on the internet, for, uh, you know, forgets that it's super early, and then talks about it as if it's gonna get released next fucking Tuesday, uh, and then just dumpsters the whole fucking, fucking thing, like, the product is never- Like, imagine if, like, God of War alpha footage came out, and, like, the whole internet would still look at it and be like, yes! I understand that Sony Santa Monica has put out nothing but certified fucking legendary bangers for like the last 20 years, but damn it! That alpha footage looked like crap! Meanwhile, the game's not coming out for like four more fucking years, but like here we are, like that's just kind of the nature of the internet, so... Uh, so ignoring that stuff, mostly the reasonable responses were like, oh yeah, okay, alright, I can see where this might be cool. And now, like I have in my notes here, I think the real thing I'm interested in more than anything is how dedicated they'll be to taking player feedback as they've said that's like the whole process. I want to see how that works and I want to see how it how it turns out on the other end. Have you seen any of this Mr. Black? We've talked I about did. our 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 uh thoughts on or are we 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 were we were coming up predictions. Is it going to bomb? Is it going to be okay? Know, now that we've got this the same same, I mean, same thing. Same. Too early to tell. There ain't nothing out there right now. <laughs> I, uh, It's true. I don't really have, I don't really have much of an opinion, bro. We got, we, that's true. we got pretty much nothing, so. That's true. That is very true. But we have, to wait, we, have to wait, we have to wait and see some more. Yeah. Uh, game companies are feeling the burn, Mr. Black, and I'm not talking about Bernie Sanders. The software and hardware sales are way down from 2021. Thanks to people, you know, getting back outside from lockdowns, uh, which has been by itself, like, like ignoring... Ignoring the incredible inflation and everybody being broke as fuck right now and and cutting back spending on entertainment in general Ignoring that people are just out the house now So not everyone is inside playing video games 24 hours a day seven days a week and that on its own uh, And uh, has had a, a, an impact not only on games I guess but also we've seen it Netflix is, has taken a big hit in the last quarter and things of that nature uh, That all seems to be uh, part and parcel so Video games not, uh, not, of course, immune to this whole thing. Everyone's, uh, kind of got back to work, getting back outside, doing other shit. And then, of course, also cutting back on entertainment expenditure. Uh, and games are, I know the argument has been, you know, that game prices, specifically software, has not increased with, in, with inflation since, like, the 90s. Uh, it doesn't change anything. They're still really expensive. I mean, you go out and you're like, all right, I'm going to buy this game and it's going to be, in Canada anyway, you're, you're spending basically after tax just, just shy of a hundred bucks. For a single game. Um, that's a lot of money for one game. So, 
you know, it, it's it's one thing if you're playing like, and I think this is where people, uh, I'm, I'm kind of envious of people that find like maybe one or two games, usually free to play, and they just spend maybe like a hundred bucks every couple of months on in-game stuff because it's the only game they play, and so and they're not paying for it any other way. Like that's that's great for people for people like like myself. Uh, and and uh, I suppose Jeff, when we were younger, growing up, and and we were just playing games, games like it did, like it wasn't it wasn't just a multiplayer thing where we only played one or two. We played a fuckload of games. And I mean, you could also rent them back then, right? You go to that the, too. You could like five bucks. Rent them, yeah, for five dollars, you know. Or sometimes they have deals. You can get like you know two games for cheap. You know, shit. Blockbuster, at least in the states, had a thing that's similar to Game Pass, where like for like fifteen bucks a month, you could just infinitely rent, yeah, as many games, yeah, like on rotation. And so, like, you can't do do that in twenty twenty two. Doesn't exist. My mentality is like, I want to play all these games. There's so many, like, there's so many games that I want to play. And then you go in and you're like, oh shit, that's ninety bucks. That's ninety bucks. All of a sudden, you're like seven hundred dollars in a fucking month (laughs) on video game uh, spend, and that's just that's just too much money. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's obviously cut in. So for example, uh, for example, uh, let's see here. Where was my, where are my numbers? Sony, for example, saw a 26% drop in software between last year and this year. Uh, and have, I think the, I think their profit went down like 30 something percent, uh, across the board. Xbox is weathering it a little bit better, uh, but still down 11%. Uh, I believe in this last quarter with a 7% overall drop in their gaming division. So everything across the gaming division. And the thing that's floating Xbox, of course, say it with me, Game Pass. That's right, children. Thank you at home for paying attention. Uh, Game Pass, clearly the thing that's going to be keeping Xbox afloat for a while because when games are $755,000 per title uh, and, uh, and everyone is looking for ways to save a little bit of money but still have their entertainment... Uh, you know, 20 bucks a month, 15, 20 bucks a month. And even if you get it on sale, you're buying it in bulk. You got yourself a year worth of game pass and all of a sudden you're just done. Now you just play whatever's there and there's a shitload of games there. And so like Jeff's, like Jeff's, uh, neighbor who is a semi-casual, but still knows what's going on or whatever the fuck else in the industry. Uh, and you know, they're playing, they're not just playing Peggle on their phone, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That represents more than enough value. Like, like people, uh, people are their hardcore might look at Game Pass and be like, not enough games. I need more, I need more games. It's not, not enough first party, day one, fucking releases, triple A, I don't have enough, I need more. Uh, there's just not, I can't, there's two, there's not enough games. Like 300, 400 games, not enough games. But for the average gamer, that's a lot of games. They're good. They don't need more than 400. They, that's that, that's that's a good solid number for them, and so that makes that makes a big difference, and that's not surprising because that's the only thing I think that's the only metric that was up in the green was Game Pass, where they've uh, increased, of course, the number of uh, of subscribers that they've that they've had. I don't have a number on how many they are at now, but I'm going to guess it's a good number. As long as it's going up, that's probably the only thing they care about at this point. Uh, and Sony actually as well with their with their service, their their um, Game Pass E ish uh, offering the the PlayStation Plus whatever they ended up calling that thing um, is also a little bit up. It just isn't covering their ass quite as much as as Game Pass has been covering uh, uh, Microsoft's, but uh, thus far. Uh, Nintendo also, uh, as you might expect, uh, hardware wise is still kind of number one for the year. 
Uh, on average, they've sold, I think, 112 million switches or some shit to this point. They are down a little bit from last year, but that's actually not from demand. That's just uh, actually straight up silicon shortage. They can't produce switches to sell them. And so uh, Nintendo is fine. Again, shocking. I know. But Nintendo will keep being like the number one fucking everything for a long time uh, if they just keep going as they have been. Uh, Despite everyone, or pretty much everyone, thinking it would never happen, uh, speaking of the PlayStation, PS5's beta update coming up here has 1440p support listed. So a lot of people didn't realize this because... Uh, everyone, I think, just kind of assumed it because the Xbox had it and, and it's been such a, a normal resolution for so long now on televisions as well. Uh, the, uh, but the PlayStation at launch and until this beta has not had support for 1440p. Is either 1080, 4K, or go fuck yourself. Uh, and so now they're finally uh, including it. A lot of people thought it would never happen. They're like, well, shit, if it hasn't happened by now, they're never going to add 1440p. But now they are, which is great because there are several titles on the PlayStation, for example, that have 120 FPS modes. And there are some games where they could totally get away with that at 1440p. And other people often like to choose on the Xbox 1440p modes that give you better fidelity graphically without having to go all the way to 4K. They don't care about 4K. They'd rather just have the, you know, the sauce uh, instead. And so this is a good step for PlayStation and the developers that are putting out games on PlayStation to be able to make uh, use of that. Uh, Digital Foundry has been doing some uh, some work on it thus far, as you might imagine. I noted that it works at both 60 and 120 hertz, SDR and HDR, but they're doing some more testing to see if it supports games with 1440p output instead of just 4K being downscaled. So right now, all the games that they've tested are games on PlayStation that output 4K, uh, but then the system is downscaling it to 1440p. And they're interested in if games output 1440 if the console will do that, but they don't have any uh, info on that as of my writing. Uh, In an interview this week, Mr. Black, it's Halo Infinite time. You ready for Halo Infinite? I'm ready for Halo Infinite. Joseph Statton, who is one of the OG boys, writers... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, for uh, for Halo, that was uh, way back, if you think way back for Halo Infinite, uh, was brought in as, like, emergency for for Infinite's pr- uh, 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 production. Uh, and I think the last year after it got delayed or whatever, they brought in uh, Staten, if I'm remembering this correctly. It was kind of like the panic button. It was like, oh my god, uh, the wheels are falling off. We need somebody. Somebody call Joe. And so they brought Joe in, and uh, he got to work. And uh, and evidently, in an interview this week, uh, that's like a game developer podcast where a game developer, uh, I can't remember which studio, uh, kind of talks with other game developers, and you get kind of candid situations here. He talked pretty openly about the development of Halo Infinite when he uh, first arrived. And at some point in development, before he got there, 343 Industry was actually seriously considering adding crafting to Halo Infinite. I just, I just want you to mull that over for a quick second. If you were wondering if 343 were maybe a little, like, shaky on what the idea, the concept of what the fuck Halo actually is, uh, if that hasn't already become apparent that they really are kind of, like, fucking weird about that, the fact that they were strongly considering, it was tabled, to include crafting in the open world of Halo Infinite. Imagine playing, running around as Master Chief, oh wait, I have to chop down a tree to craft me a battle rifle. Who the hell in there when that was like, I could see like brainstorming session, you know, the game hasn't really started yet. We're sitting down, we've got the round table. Somebody says, hey, 
I got an idea. And the guy's like, oh, great. You know, no, no stupid ideas. It's a brainstorming session. Get the macro. What do you got for me? Turns around the whiteboard. Crafting. Go fuck yourself. That's a stupid idea. Remember when I said there's no stupid ideas in a brainstorming session? I lied. That's dumb. You're fired. And that's how that should have gone. But apparently it didn't. It didn't go that way. And so when he got there, the first thing that he tackled was he was looking, there were several things, uh, apparently, that, that uh, Mr. Satin was looking to have changed because he was looking at this going, this ain't even Halo. Bro, I don't know what the fuck this is, it ain't Halo. And so I need, I need an inroad to do something that I can get as many people to agree with me as possible so that I can then, like, foot in the door technique. Like, okay, so we, we changed this. Now that we've got everyone on board here, all right, now we can change this, 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 and this. That might have a little bit more resistance. The thing that he chose was the crafting. He was like, there has to be enough people here that will agree that this is a poor decision. That I can then move, use that as a jumping off point to be like, all right, guys, we tackled the crafting. Good stuff. Now, what about this shit over here? And that's what he did. And apparently it worked. Thank God. Can you imagine the shitstorm if Halo had crafting? been bad. Would have been bad. I mean, it was still pretty bad, but it, it, been worse, re- it would have worse. been really, really bad. <laughs> hey, we don't get we don't get NFTs, guys, but we got crafting. Nah, bro, give us the NFTs. Crafting in Halo? Why? I can't even like I can't even fathom it. I I just it blew my mind when I when I heard that interview. It was very funny, uh, very funny to me. But he, you know, thankfully he pulled that off. Uh, you know, it would have been nice if he could maybe pull some more stuff off, but I, I don't think, uh, I don't know what else he, he tried to do in there, but, uh, but God help them. I, like I saw, they tweeted the Halo account on Twitter, main account, tweeted out, non-ironically, that this week's ultimate reward, which they had the balls to call it the ultimate reward or some shit like that, which is the thing that if you complete all of your tasks for the week in Infinite, all of your, your, like the, the, uh, the, the challenges that they put in front of you for the week. You get all that done, you know what you get? A single glove. Wow. Boom! Huge. Huge! Sign me up, Halo! I'm coming back! Infinite's bought me back in! I want a glove! Stop! Stop the madness. Really? That's the main account for Halo. It's like, come on back, guys! You know what we got? A glove. And it didn't even look like it. Like if you now, if you told, if you showed me that glove and said that's just Master Chief's fucking hand and not like a different very, I would be like, yeah, all right. Where the fuck are you gonna see the glove? I, I couldn't. There's no million years. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that's the uh, the Mark Seven fucking uh, swindle me timber glove. Like I fuck it. Like come on now, that's that's insane. Yeah, I was gonna say like if this was MJ's glove, like all right, sure. I got, I'm holding it, you know, first person, holding it. I got my, my battle rifle in my hand, and I'm seeing MJ's glove. Got little sequins and shit. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm in, sure, I guess. But this, come on, man, fuck, fuck me. Halo is in such a friggin' shithole place, it friggin' kills me. Uh, and, and it's evidently killing the game, because anytime you go on Twitch right now, there's like four people and a bot watching and a, and a bot. <laughs> just one they can't even bait the bots in the bots aren't even interested in infinite uh at this point uh and coincidentally uh, in relation to halo but good halo mr black in fact our favorite halo halo 2 as far as the multiplayer goes 
After 20 years, and after Moist Critical put out the $20,000 bounty, I think, I think it was like two weeks, three weeks ago now? It might not have even been that, I can't remember. Time is a flat circle. It finally happened. Speedrunner, Dravalin, uh, has pulled off the Halo 2 Lasso. Lasso run, which is... The legendary All Skulls On run, with one skull being turned off, and that's the Envy Skull. Uh, becoming the first and only person to ever do it, and in the time of just under six and a half hours. So Moist Critical pulled this up, uh, uh, when it just recently, you know, last, like I said, last couple weeks. It was like, holy shit, this game's been out, you know, the anniversary, 20, like, basically 20 years now. Nobody's done it. Lots of people have tried. Nobody's been able to complete it. Uh, without dying, I should add, is another, is the actual big kicker here. So, so beating it, legendary, all skulls turned on, except for Envy, no deaths. That's really crazy. Now, he did use, he did, you weren't allowed to cheat, but you were allowed to use anything the game would allow you to do. So, if there were, like, skip, level skips, or any other weird, like, clipping through shit, like, you could do all that kind of, like, speedrunner stuff, but you had to not die... All that shit turned on. And Halo 2 is famously the campaign, the legendary campaign is, is famously the hardest of all of the ca uh, campaigns on, uh, on legendary. And so it's no wonder it didn't happen. But here it is. So he is now the winner of that $20,000 bounty. Gave some energy to the Halo community because God knows they fucking need it. Uh, and, uh, and now everyone goes back to forgetting about Halo. But uh, I guess also to give, them, uh, to give them a little bit of a lift, Mr. Black, I should at least give them this. The, uh, the Forge is coming out soon. Soonish. So the Forge for Infinite is coming. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion that if there was a chance for Infinite to have any relevancy, period, for the next nine months, until, you know, co-op arrives, like, over a year after it launched, it will be because of Forge. It will be because people will legitimately outpace and outperform 343 industry at their own fucking video game. Mark my fucking words. There will probably be, probably be three or four dudes out there cranking out maps and modes that just flat out do better and are better built and better received than the main gang at 343 industry. Similar to how, like... But but not exactly because it was after Blizzard stopped producing new maps, kind of like you know in, in in Brood War days, and I get and, and then eventually in StarCraft too, where maps for tournaments and stuff started being created specifically for tournament play that were different from the original map pool. I can see the Championship series of Halo eventually adopting maps out of the Forge uh, in a similar way because. We've had almost no maps since launch show up for Halo. Forge is going to carry the fuck out of this game. Uh, if, if anything is going to carry it. And we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, still no co-op, by the way. That blows my fucking mind more than anything. Is that you still can't play the fucking campaign with a friend in Halo. Hey, a Halo campaign without co-op. Joe apparently couldn't pull that one off. He got in there. He, hey, look, Joe... You stop the crafting, everyone is in your debt for the rest of time just for that alone. But the co-op would have been nice. I'm just saying. Would have been nice. Uh, and that's all we've got 
just in time for Jeff's yawn to wake him up for a sellout because the game section's over, Mr. Black. Now you get to tell us about our sponsor and where they can go to Patreon to give us the money that they probably don't have right now. Go ahead. Patreon.com slash lag TV. <clears throat> head on over there, support the podcast, throw the money at the screen. If you don't have money to throw at the screen, you can, uh, you can like the podcast, leave a review of the podcast, mm. share the podcast, watch the podcast. Um, you can also do it by supporting our sponsor, NordVPN. If you guys need a VPN service, a virtual private network, whether you want to mask your IP to stay anonymous, no matter if you're at home or traveling, uh, or if you want to have it so that you can watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services, you can get yourself a, a massive discount plus a bonus month when you get a two-year subscription using the promo code OTT. That is OTT. NordVPN.com slash OTT will take you directly to our page. And uh, you can get on over there and uh, protect yourself, guys. You can have up to six simultaneous devices on one account. So you only need one account per household. Um, like I said, you can watch different regions of Netflix, the click of a button. Uh, super easy to use. You can use it on your Android, your iOS, your Mac, your PC, your laptop, iPod, iPad, whatever the kids are using these days. They've got an app basically for everything. Um, they're one of the most trusted uh, VPNs in the world. Um, they have tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of users. I mean, I don't know what the biggest one out there is, but NordVPN is everywhere. And it is the one I use. I use it just about daily. Um, so yeah, make sure that you guys go do that. Um, it's a great way to support the, uh, the podcast and yourself. It's 2022. Everybody should have a VPN. Literally. You should just, if you don't have one, you need to get one. And it is affordable for almost everybody out there at just a few bucks a month. Um, you can get yourself a VPN. That means you just need to get rid of one coffee in a day and it pays for it for the whole month. And when you get that two-year subscription, use the promo code OTT, get a big-ass discount. So head on over there. Support and stay anonymous. NordVPN. <laughs> Fantastic. And now it's time for... <laughs> Uh, it's tech support. Text? No, it's not. No, We're not there no. yet. It's uh, it's movies and TV. That's the time. That's that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Uh, sadly, this week the world said goodbye to the incomparable Michelle Nichols, uh, who passed away this week at 89 years old. Known especially for her role as Ahura uh, in the original Star Trek series. Uh, she inspired literally generations of young girls to take on sciences uh, and, and space-related anything and communications and, and many other things and, of course, inspired uh, the entire uh, African-American community, uh, women and otherwise, as she was uh, one of the most prominent roles at the time on TV. And, uh, of course, famously between her and, and Spock had that, uh, that, that uh, the, the, one of the first interracial kisses Mm. On television as well. Mm, uh, it's one of my wonderful categories on. on her. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. It's fair. 
Uh, but yeah, she, uh, she's, uh, she's a, she was a gem. Every, everyone had, of course, nothing, nothing but nice things to say about her. Uh, even William Shatner showed up on Twitter to say something, which is great because I don't think he said anything about any of the other cast members who passed away <laughs> up to this point. Some, I don't know why, but Bill, Bill just never gets out there and says anything. I, I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but... Uh, he's too busy flying to space with, uh, with Elon Musk, I guess, these days to fucking be saying, saying a few words about his co-members of the original well, series. Elon Musk, it was, uh... Oh, sorry, no, it wasn't Elon Musk, it was fucking Je- Jeffrey Bezos! You know, it wasn't Bezos, was it? I thought it was the other guy. Was it Bezos? Yeah, it was Bezos. I okay, mean, there's I only thought... two of them going to... No, no, or, no the it wasn't Virgin. No, not Virgin. Uh, Virgin. Was it Virgin? Yeah, what's no. his name? Who, who owns that company? I forget his name. Um... Oh my god, I can see it. I can see yeah, his plastic surgery like. filled face in my fucking head right now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it wasn't him. It wasn't okay. him. Uh, no, it was it was definitely uh, Bezos. Uh, I remember that. I remember that now. Yeah, not uh, not Elon. Richard okay. Branson. That's there it. you go. Good old Branson. Yeah, Br- Branson hasn't done one of those yet. Where like high profile deals, I don't think he's. Uh, you know, they're they don't and I don't he well they they do like, a very similar thing, but I don't Branson I don't know if was, they do like he went up. He went up. But do they do like a drop pod thing, or do they just have like a, a plane that just goes to like a little bit below where the other to guys like the have edge gone? Of space or something? Yeah, yeah. Like you're seeing you're seeing like the Earth do its thing, uh, but you're not like then then Blue Origin goes a little bit further than that, where you don't take a plane because you'd be fucked. So you just kind of like, you know, uh, the pod. Just a bunch then, of billionaires, you know, seeing who can doing go, billionaire go things. Up. Yeah, just doing billionaires. Do, doing what shit else we did. Do? You know, doing shit that we did in 1960. <laughs> Just safer, I guess. Or I'll did, put that. Or did we do it? In or did we? We'll never know, Jeff, because we're oh, not rich God. enough to go up there and find out for ourselves. Yeah. And even if we did, I bet you it would just be the helmets they put on that that fucking make everything look round. Mm. You know what the worst part about that, like that argument is, is what's the counter argument? Take your helmet off. Well, I guess you know you'd be alive for like a few seconds. Uh, before, I don't even know if you'd be alive for a few seconds. Yeah, you're. Like, yeah, it's it's a few seconds. Like it depends it okay? on which side of the earth that you're on, and then like and then basically don't attempt to breathe, uh, because yeah, the blood and shit's basically gonna get pulled. The oxygen literally just gets vacuum pulled from your body. So don't you know? Just you give yourself a few seconds, and then you're like, oh shit, I was wrong. Dead. <laughs> Dead. That's it. You won't feel that. <laughs> oh no, you do. You will. That's been discussed. It would. It's not a comfortable to go. It's. It's not instant. Oh, okay. it's not so comfortable. It's, like, ah! it's actually like it's a few seconds of of what is described as arguably the most painful death a human can experience. Great. Because imagine you know the feeling that if you hold your breath for a really long time and your lungs start to burn. Okay, now take that, multiply it by like a bajillion, and put it all over your body. And you're getting there, somewhere in that neck of the woods. Not great. Not I don't don't recommend. Not that anyone's going to be up in space anytime soon, but keep the helmet on. <laughs> don't don't take that shit off. Uh, the second Joker, Mister Black, has now got a release date. Uh, it is a way a ways out yet, of course. Planned for October fourth of twenty twenty four. Uh, I'm sure that will get delayed at least one more time. But uh, you know, fuck it, twenty twenty four. It's a safe-ish window. You know, it's out there a ways. Maybe they can make it happen. It might. It might come out because it's, yep. it's. It's not. It's. They're gonna be. It's gonna be a smaller film. I mean, I'm sure it'll have a bigger budget than the first one because they made a billion dollars on the first one. So I'm sure they'll have. What was the budget on that movie? 
small. It was, it was probably like 30, 30 or 40 million bucks, I would imagine. That's got to be one of the greatest turnarounds in movie history in terms of oh, like yeah. profit. Joker budget. Yeah, fi- uh, 55 to 70 million is their Holy budget. Shit. And it made $1.074 billion just in the theater. And that's and that's like a rate that was rated R, wasn't it? Yeah. So I mean, that's like that's that's really impressive. So my guess is the budget would probably go to a hundred million. Yeah. You know, and uh, apparently the majority of it is supposed to take place in in under uh, the uh, Arkham, like Arkham Prism or Asylum. Yeah. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a musical. Um. And fuck uh, it, bring uh, it on. Lady Gaga is playing. Um. Uh. What's her face? Harley, Harley Quinn. Before That's she became Harley, before she became I, Harlequin. I I think so. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, that's, because that's, she's before like the, her role was like she was the psychiatrist or whatever that was dealing specifically with the Joker. Yeah. So my and guess then, is, is she probably starts dealing with the Joker. They fall in love. It's like a big musical. And by the end of the movie, she's Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, dude? They Fucking, must have. They must sure. have paid Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, an insane amount of money because this guy a never does sequels no he wouldn't even sign to marvel or anything like he's been offered big big huge roles in marvel and he was you know he would have been asked to be in multiple movies he's like nah bro i don't i don't do that shit like you know I, I don't play those games they must have paid him something insane do you think he hit 50 oh yeah oh guaranteed guaranteed there's no way he's not doing it for 20 he's not doing it for 30 million guaranteed 50 million and if he didn't get 50 million up front he's gonna have back end shit that you know he might have producer credits or whatever like he gonna make his money he's gonna make his fucking money because if daniel craig is making <laughs> fucking 50 million a movie yes. for fucking knives out yes part two and three or whatever joaquin phoenix on a billion dollar joker movie yeah, no, bro. They pulled they pulled up the Brinks truck for him. Bro, can we Daniel Craig's Dan, Daniel Craig's agents deserve Gods. an award Gods. for getting fifty million dollars a pop for Knives Out? That shit's crazy. That shit's crazy. And no, you like I w- I want to know what their pitch was because were people watching Knives Out for Daniel Craig? I don't really know if he was the main, the main fucking center of attention, like so much that people were like, Oh God, did you see Daniel Craig put on the second worst British accent or not British accent, but like the second worst, like fucking accent in the world. Uh, it's like British accent. This is his own fucking accent, but like the second worst, the worst fucking accent in the world for this whole movie. Fuck yeah. I'm going to go see knives out just for that bad accent. Like, I don't think that was the fucking the poll. So like, imagine like what's everyone else getting paid a lot. I mean, just the directors getting paid the same. Damn. Yeah, Ben. Ryan, yeah, that, Ryan, um, um, uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah, he's like, why make Star Wars movies when I can make <laughs> Knives <laughs> Out and make way more? That just doesn't make any sense. Netflix was just signing checks. They were, uh, to be fair, when those were signed, Netflix was just fucking balling out of control. Oh, yeah, they were just fucking throwing they money were just around. Anywhere and everywhere, yeah. you could just send that money. So yeah, I guess now that's... the stock's down like fucking 70% or some shit. And they're they're like, looking Fuck. at Knives Out going, oh, bad investment. Oh, well. I'm sure it will do well. I'm sure it will do They're doing oh, yeah. like theatrical releases for those uh, those uh, those films, aren't they? I don't know. I, I thought they were doing like limited. I think it might be a very limited theatrical release. 
so that people can see it in theaters. It might even get released um, simultaneously um, in theaters and not, mm. but I, mm. I don't know. I did read yeah. something up, and I don't know if Knives Out was the first movies that we're, they're doing that with. It might be. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. Like, I know they're doing it with something. I just can't remember. I, it, it might be Knives Out. out. Yeah. Um, well, you could have almost, you could, well, you could have actually made this movie just with, between Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig's pay for Knives Out, but uh, Batwoman, unfortunately, falling victim to Warner Brothers, who have been making all sorts of fucking major plays here uh, internally within the company for the last uh, week or so. Batwoman was canned after basically, I think I think it was completed. It was, it was. just basically waiting to be released. Uh, but I guess from what I've been reading, and uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, from what I've been reading anyway, the, the going guesstimate on just why this was happening uh, was that Warner Brothers has several dollars worth of debt, and they're looking for uh, many different ways in which they can salvage... Uh, some of that uh, of that money and one of the ways i guess that they considered it was to can this so that they could actually write it off as a loss for 90 million dollars because i guess the the pairing with that logic would be they didn't think that it would make its money back if they actually dumped a bunch of money into marketing uh and so i guess that would be 180 million if you doubled the budget and now they're looking at it going all right this movie won't crack 200 million or it won't crack if they want to make if they're going to get the full 90 I guess the idea would be it would have to make $270 million before it would make sense to release it in their minds if that is the line of logic. But is that, is that what you've been hearing or, or what have you heard? Uh, yeah, so what I've been reading is um, they did some test screenings uh, okay. for the movie and mm-hmm. it was tracking horrible. Um, it was horribly received. Um, they said uh, Michael Keaton's Batman... Um, Outfit looked cheap. Um, script was horrible. Very little action. Um, just really fucking bad. Um, everybody basically universally hated this film. Wow. And um, it was um, it was it was irreparable. You just could, there was no there was no coming back from this. There was it, apparently it was so bad that they had to make the decision to completely axe the film because, it, like you said, if if it costs them 80 million, they're going to spend another 80 million in marketing and they're just not going to make the money. So even if they went to theaters and they made say 50 million, um, there, the money that they're putting into marketing, et cetera, it isn't even going to pay for itself. Also, they were concerned that, um, if they release this movie, that it would, it would damage Batgirl's image so bad that they would never be able to use Batgirl um, or any type of property around that in any future movies. And so to save the image as well, um, they apparently scrapped, they scrapped it. Um, so yeah, and the movie's complete. Um, I'm sure that there are still probably a few things in post that they needed to, you know, clean up, but they tested it in front of a bunch of audiences. Um, you know, sort of the people that they normally do, and it was just hated beyond. It's bad, bad girl. I'm sitting here calling it a bad fucking woman. Uh, bad girl. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm reading. It's uh, the the word used specifically was irredeemable. Irredeemable. There you go. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to picture how you read the script. You you do the casting and you get you get an you get J.K. Simmons, Michael Keaton. You get a you got a, a returning to the screen, Brendan Fraser and Leslie Grace on the short list here, and you somehow 
make a movie so bad that it's irredeemable. Like, I, I'm trying to envision how that couldn't have been envisioned earlier in the process. Like, I'm trying to envision how the fuck you could possibly get all the way up to the finish line and only then be like... Because when you, when you call something irredeemable, I have to assume there were flags way before they submit the movie for test screenings. Like, there's got to be something that's telling them, you know what? Like you said, this costume... This ain't it. We gotta fucking change this costume. Or this writing, it ain't it. We gotta fucking, like, we gotta change some shit up. Like, something has to fucking, like, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's, it's kind of fucking wild, but there you have it. And then, I think there was a second movie, also Warner Brothers, that they're doing this with, but I can't remember, uh, I can't remember for sure if it was Warner doing it. Uh, and I can't remember the name of it. I've tried to find it because I, I read it somewhere else this week. I tried to find it again, but I couldn't remember enough to be able to Google the shit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing some interesting stuff over there at Warner Bros. Including, well, well, not Warner Bros. This is a, kind of a separate thing, but similarly crazy. So HBO Max might be shelved. As there are currently uh, rumors coming out of the parent company that there is some mega streaming service that will combine Warner Brothers and Discovery content and much of the HBO Max stuff is going to be shifted uh, into just straight-up HBO, whatever they keep in terms of scripted uh, content, uh, which, of course, would be pretty nasty for many of the HBO Max employees should that actually come to fruition. So I don't know if anything has been officially said yet, but this seems to be all but guaranteed to be happening in some capacity. Um, the CEO, everyone's pointing at the CEO, I guess, of Warner Brothers and asking what in the fuck is going on over there. Um... I don't know, I didn't look into and see what HBO Max's profitability was looking like, at least in comparison, if they're, even if they're at a loss, like everyone's at a fucking loss, Netflix, at a, like, like what, what is it comparatively? Because for me, I always thought that, and from what I've read, I always thought that HBO Max was like, you know, there was Netflix, and then basically HBO Max was like the one that everyone trusted for actually having great content that was worth the, the price of entry. Uh, and had a lot of really good fucking shows uh, put on that platform consistently uh, for a long time. And to have it axed to be folded, some content folded into what is apparently going to be mostly, um, or or in the majority, um, quote-unquote reality television in the Discovery Plus or the war- like whatever the fuck they call this thing, this conglomerate, this clusterfuck of like seven different properties creating one mega streaming service... Um, that's kind of sad. It's unfortunate because, uh, like, uh, it, uh, like, like a lot of the Netflix movies and stuff and shows that we've been getting, not all of them are bangers, but some of them are really good shit. And if they're just gonna fold all this in and be like, "All right, guys, we're just gonna be like a really big version of TLC, circa 2011, uh, where you're gonna get force-fed a whole bunch of like my 600-pound life and uh, 90-day fiance light." Uh, or F Island, or F Four Fuck Boy Island, and and you know stuff like that, and and you know all the uh, Game of Thrones, and and uh, and and uh, and and all of the other fucking I'm, I'm, like I should probably know more than Game of Thrones. It's just the one that popped in my mind first. Scripted content that's been on this platform. Eh, yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna stop that. <laughs> um. 
So I don't know if you've heard anything uh, beyond what I've just mentioned there about this uh, other than that, but it does seem to still be kind of nebulous as to what is going to be going on, but they are moving in that, uh, I guess, in that direction. Have you yeah, heard I don't anything really have, about it? I don't really have anything else to add. I, I don't know what's going on with the, with HBO. They got some new leadership and there's been accusation, ac- accusation or acquisitions. So we'll see. Um, you're still going to get the good quality high quality shows and the odd film and stuff like that. That'll go over there for sure. Um, but yeah, they just, they just really dropped the ball when they put all the movies on there during uh, COVID and pissed off a lot of people. And, um, they're a mess right now. They're a mess. And HBO is just not doing that great. Um, but a lot of streaming services aren't. So yeah, everyone's uh, hurting. It is what it is. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, and that's that's kind of that's kind of all I've got uh, for that. Unless you've got something that you've uh, you've had pop up on on your end, no. Nope. Have uh, nope. any any other incredibly random uh, black market dating shows oh. that you've been? No, no. All right. No, okay. I, we, all fin- right. <laughs> we finished Fuckboy. We finished Fuckboy Island season two. Season and, two. Uh, all right. There's a second season already. Okay. Uh, is it, it, it? Did we watch season two? Yeah, yeah. Actually, we. It, it's actually not finished. We the the oh, finale's okay. tonight. The finale's tonight. Oh, and, oh boy. And and I think the reunion or something. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll end up watching that. And uh, yeah, outside of that, I haven't really I haven't really watched anything. So I don't. I can't really. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, I. I. Uh, I didn't watch. I don't think we watched any movies or anything this week. M schedule and my schedule need to line up a certain way for us to be watching movies and and she's been working a lot of night shifts and so she's never around when we can be watching movies and so we haven't caught anything uh as of uh as of yet uh, i did tell her i did tell her about fuck boy island though of course after the podcast you know, mm. I, inform, I informed her that you're trying to sell us on another uh, on yet another incredible black market fucking dating show, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and I got that. I got that one on my Plex. So you know, okay, whatever. all right. Well, you gotta, yeah, yeah. Send me this link to the, the to the Plex. I gotta, yeah, I gotta send you. And uh, and uh, and then you know uh, maybe I can convince her one day to sit down and watch Fuckboy Island. But I can't. I just the name alone sells the show. It's just like like I'll, I'm, on, I'm willing Perfect. to give it. I'm willing to give it a shot just because they were you brave should. enough to call it F Boy Island. Like you that's should. crazy. Yeah, man. That's absolutely. It's it's called. Well, it's not called Fuckboy Island, Mark. It's, it's called, called F-Boy, F-Boy Island. Island. So yes, the it is implied Fuckboy Island. And like yeah. Jeff said, apparently in the first season they tried really hard not to say Fuckboy, and it was bothering them. They they didn't say it, and then finally in, in season, season two, two they say Fuckboy all the time. They call they call people Fuckboys, and uh, when they get eliminated, they uh, the the host, the cheesy comedic host that actually kind of works. She. Uh, she says, so if it's a nice guy that gets voted out, she says, nice guy, nice try. And then they get, they Fuck, get gone. They, man, and, no. then, and then with the F boy, they say F, F boy, F by. I, and I think that, I think Stop, what they should. Stop, that's terrible. And what, what they should have said was F, F boy, F off. That's what they should have yeah, said. Yeah, that's way better. Way better, man. All like, I can call that's dude. That's so bad. I, that's fucking terrible. Like that. Yeah. That's that's really bad. I mean, look. You know what that conjures up images of in my mind? Like the the late nineties, early two thousands, uh, uh, game show fucking run where the, like everyone had a host that had like catchphrases like mm-hmm. every single time. Like Regis was that your final answer, 
or 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 the one that just popped in my head when you were mentioning that one. It was the weakest link. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. But she mm-hmm. said it in that like that like that yep. fucking resting bitch face fucking resting like nice guy. Nice try. Nice try. <laughs> so yeah. So there it is. Yeah, Why did it have to rhyme? Couldn't it just said like something even campier like nice guys? Finish last or some shit. Like I could have, like said like any like literally doesn't anything. Nice guy. Quite the same doesn't. Roll I guess. Off the I guess. Same. I guess. Uh, it's probably not the only thing that doesn't roll off the tongue quite the same on Fuck Boy Island. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess that's. I guess that's it. So, so it's time to move on from that cringe and dump directly into tech support. Patreon.com slash lag TV is the place to go if you want to financially support the podcast and uh, continue to have this bad boys wheels stay on and keep trucking uh each and every week for uh, ten dollars or more uh if you're in that category you get a couple of perks chiefly the main one here that we're going to be pitching for this is called tech support where we post a post up on patreon before the podcast each and every week you can ask us questions and we give you as many answers as we can in the time that we have i will mention this at this point in the podcast probably should have said it up front uh but uh, I'm getting messages today. People are finally getting last week's podcast, myself included, on RSS feeds uh, that wasn't attached to SoundCloud. If you were somebody that gets your RSS feed uh, through SoundCloud or SoundCloud link, you have not had a single ounce of interruption ever. Uh, but for whatever reason, our distributor, uh, Libsyn, in the last uh, couple months after they updated their back end and changed everything over, uh has been running into some issues with that insofar as that uh it will push the podcast out to soundcloud and then just doesn't push that shit anywhere else uh and uh i've I've had a couple of different conversations with them both times they were like hey well there's no media attached to the episode so if you attach media to the episode it will get sent out and that was the same response i got this last time here last week and I messaged him. I said, look, that's the same shit you told me before. Guess what? We're in the same situation, motherfucker. There's media there. It's on your site. I can play it right now. And I was like, you know what, Adam? Text ain't working. You got to send them pictures of this shit. So I went to the back end, pressed play, dragged the fucking slider over so they could see that it was like playing like 30 minutes into the podcast. Screenshot, screenshot of the back end saying it delivered it to every single fucking one of the platforms. Sent that off and said, see? Look, I am literally listening to this shit on your website right now. Stop telling me media is not there. You might want to look into it because if it's happening with us, odds are happening with a whole bunch of other fucking people. And if this doesn't stop happening, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Lo and behold, 24 hours later, shit started popping up on RSS feeds. I was like, oh shit. I hadn't done anything. I hadn't logged in or anything. I was like, oh, what a fucking surprise. They found it hidden in Narnia. They dug it out and started sending the shit out. So there you go. Uh, let's see what we got for this week. Oh, okay. So Seth, is, uh, Seth uh, says, complete the following sentence. All right. The sentence is, fuck the future. I want my... And we're inserting there. He says, as an example plastic straws so fuck the fuck the future i want my insert truck. thing here truck there you go <laughs> but what if you just get like an ev truck like is it really that much different it's not a truck man uh, the irony is is that it does everything your truck does better it tows more fucking 
like everything, but it just doesn't have the pipe that shit into the speakers. You like choose what do I want my truck to sound like today? No thanks. Uh, man, um, fuck the future, I want my, I don't know if there's a lot that I, like, particularly indulge in that's, like, really fucking environmentally horrible, um, I'm gonna say just my car in general, and I say that because, uh, whether it's EVs or otherwise, cars are really not a super efficient means of travel for population sizes and densities that we have now in the world, and it's unlikely to change anytime soon. And so as as time goes on, odds are we're going to be having more and more and likely and hopefully more efficient forms of public transport that dramatically cuts down on the need for constantly dumping hundreds of millions of dollars into, say, repaving the fucking road every three friggin' months, or... Uh, having to have um, uh, maintenance and, and parking and everything else for the tens of thousands or whatever vehicles that come in and out of a city on a, on a, on a daily basis. Things of that nature. They're just not very, it's just not very efficient no matter how hard we try to push it. We're kind of bridging the gap with things like electric vehicles and, and, uh, and automated driving and things. But yeah, I'll just say my car in general. Uh, I can't imagine... I... I, I <laughs> It's probably because I was I grew up in where you know where we did where we took the bus, you know when we were younger. But you hit the age of driving, and then you never take the bus again. And there's the and and like our transit's fucking dog shit. So that's probably part of the problem. You know if we're in if we're in like Japan where everything is on time to like the fucking millisecond and everything always fucking works. It's probably a different situation. But even then, miss me with being sardine canned into a fucking bus or a train where everyone's just dick to ass. It's just not, you know, give me, just give me my car. So, uh, Dr. Samurai asks, Adam, what has you most excited about the house being done? Uh, just it being done actually would be, would be it. There's no specific thing beyond just it being done. Um, uh, for me, the house, for, for me at this point, the house being done kind of represents me having the ability to, like, have some uh, more normal flow of life. It's been two and a half years of the pandemic living here with my, my parents and now my, my just recently passed grandmother uh, and, and Marcel and I being in this, in this space. And it's been wonderful and it's obviously been beneficial for everyone involved. Uh, but uh, But it's been... Uh, it's been a challenge, uh, for my work consistency. It's been a challenge for, you know, it just, no matter how much privacy mom and dad are very good about leaving M and I to our own devices, but having your own space is always going to trump being, you know, in your parents' place. Um, so things like that, it's going to be, it's going to represent me having like a life I had four years ago, uh, and, uh, being able to just feel like I can get back into a regular life routine that I haven't had in a while, especially in the last seven months where my life has been, you know, four to six hours at the house, taking M to and from work in the morning, sleeping whenever I have like fucking three hours to, to stitch together at a time. And just like, it's been all over the map. It's like crushed my stream, whatever was left of it's fucking murdered the shit. So like, I just need, I, uh, I'm looking forward to some level of normalcy 
uh, when the house is done. That's that's what I'm looking forward to most, uh, for sure. Uh, and also just being it, it being done would be nice. So I have a completed project. Just see it see it all be done. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, this is one of the most random questions I've had. I don't, I don't know what this response is going to be like, but uh, I'm going to go for it. Danish Devil says, Surprised my childhood gaming friend that I had never met in person by flying from California to Barrie, Ontario for his wedding. Said shout out to Jim and Becca. One morning at the breakfast buffet, some DJs... Man, I could go for a breakfast buffet right now. I'm just going to toss that out. I just, I, I said breakfast buffet, and the first thing that entered my mind were the square cut hash browns. Mm. I want, I want that. Delicious. Uh, one morning at the breakfast buffet, some DJ, <laughs> come fucking DJ, are you sure you're not just from Ontario? Uh, DJ walks uh, up, fists bald, and fire in his eyes, and goes, hey, you guys steal my cooler? To which we reply, uh, no, and his next move was, uh, you sure? He said, if you were out on a bender and you woke up the next morning to find your cooler gone and you're about to approach a group of guys that look like they might have taken it, what's your strategy? Do you come in hot looking for a fight and lack the forethought to have any sort of follow-up like this kid did? This is one of the most random questions I've ever had. First of all, the breakfast buffet, that's fire and now I want breakfast buffet. The follow-up to that is... Who fucking cares about a cooler enough to be walking up ready to fist fight motherfucker at a breakfast buffet over a cooler? It's fucking cooler. Even if you did steal that shit. Like, what do you, like, what, are you really going to fight a dude at a breakfast buffet where everyone's having a great time enjoying hash browns? You're going to walk up on this dude and be like, hey, catch me outside, how about that? You, you stole my cooler. Who Nicole. does that? No, that's, of course that's not my game plan. My game plan is go up and be like, hey, I, I, last night, you know, three sheets to the win. I don't remember a whole hell of a lot from last night, but it was a great time. Hope I didn't do anything to piss you off uh, when I was completely, you know, out of my mind drunk. I'm missing my cooler. I don't know if you've seen this cooler by any shot. Have you seen this cooler? That's how I open. I don't walk up and be like, bitch, you stole my cooler. Throw hands. It's time for a Donnybrook. Like, who the fuck does that? So no, that would be what I would do. I would just walk up and be like, hey, um, I was blackout drunk last night. See my cooler? That's the fucking, that's all. I would have just told him, bro, you need to <laughs> cool off. That's what I would have said. Are you, you, are, you, are you gunning for the host position on F-Boy Island with that, with that punchline? Yeah. That cooler? Yeah, you need to cool mind. off. You need to cool off, bro. <laughs> all right. Cause, <laughs> what a fucking guy! Who does who walk who walks up ready for a fuck fist boy. fight over a, a fucking fuck, cool? A fuck boy does. Like how expensive was this? Was like the roll? This is like like the Rolls Royce of coolers. Like what exactly yeah. was this cooler? It was like smearing off ice in Vegas is twelve dollars <laughs> before tip. <laughs> a fucking Hermes bag, but in cooler form. Did you wait three years for somebody to hand stitch that bitch? This is probably like some plastic shit from Walmart, and they're like, "Uh, no, my cooler." Uh, Xenon said, "If I only had ten Canadian dollars," he said, "I don't know, I'm British." 
Which fast food restaurant would you choose to spend it at for the best experience? $10 best fast food experience, Mr. Black. Uh, in Canada, it's hard to get anything for $10 at fast food, so we're going we're gonna to stretch that to $15. Because that's about my regular order anywhere is like twelve to fifteen dollars, I would say. So we'll 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 say that. But your your best your best on the cheap fast food experience. Where are you going? Uh, I mean, I'm going to Five Guys. Mmm. Burgers and fries. Five Guys burgers and fries. That's where I'm going. We we still only have the one downtown, don't we? No, we have one in. Do we have more? What? Bears Lake. Yeah, it's been there. Bro, I've lived in Bears Lake for the last seven months. I haven't seen a Five Guys there once. Where the hell is it? It's right beside the sushi place, the Mizu or whatever it is. It's right across the street from Canadian Tire. Fuck, really? Yeah. How have I never... Well, Trust I guess me, in fair... I know. Uh, well, I believe you. I'm not saying you're lying. I, was, I, mean, I, I believe yeah. you. I, I'm just, I, I, I guess probably it's because I've been entering to go to Home Depot and I'm entering on the highway side, so I'm not actually driving... Yeah, man through there well there you go well fuck me no there you idea go. next time next time you're out even, you even mark's like really Mar- mark's like shit i live like 10 minutes from there yeah it's there there you go how much how much is your order at five guys um, first, of, first of all it's, it's pr- what is probably, your order uh i mean i mean i haven't had it in like eight months because my stomach but um if i were to go there today i would get a double a double bacon cheeseburger and mm. then I would just get like my, you know, jalapenos on there, grilled uh, onions, mm. uh, hot sauce, ketchup, <laughs> lettuce. I can't imagine why this was fucking your stomach up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, I would get I would get that, and then I would get the the spicy or the Cajun fries on the side. And I think um, I think it's gonna be a little bit more than fifteen bucks. Like if you get the meal, okay, it's it's, it's like about seventeen eighteen dollars. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you get the double, I mean, if you get a single, you might be able to get around 15 bucks, but mm. you're, 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 it's a good, it's a good, say $20 a person. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd say that's probably it. If I knew that it was there and I would have gone there myself for that much. Um, do they, do you, have, you probably can't drive through there though. You got to go inside. No, you got to go inside. Your shit. Yeah. 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 Go um, honestly, for me, the drive through for a drive through experience, like if I got 10 bucks and I'm doing drive through, Tim Hortons has got some new shit on their menu that's actually pretty fucking dope, and like M M loves the shit out of it. They've got um, they've got these new uh, bowls that are like uh, rice, quinoa, uh, salad, and you can choose if you want what version of whatever version of chicken they have in there, whether it's the crispy chicken or some other version of chicken. And then they've got like a, a cilantro lime or a habanero uh, sauce on top. It's actually pretty dope. And that, uh, that, uh, it, you know, it's, ex- it's expensive, but you get a fair amount of it. Of course, it depends on which, you know, Tim Hortons you go to. But that one's pretty good. Uh, and you could get that in and around, uh, that in a drink and a donut for about 15 bucks. So that's not terrible if you're looking for like a drive through Otherwise, if I'm walking in, into a place, yeah, I mean, if I, you know, five guys, burgers and fries, probably not bad. Um, cause it's still technically, it's, you know, five guys is like, right on the verge of do i call it fast food because in my mind for fast food i have to be able to drive through yeah uh it's but it is definitely fast, still, it's still pretty fast it, like, it, it you, is it is fast you get yeah. your meal within 10 minutes like it's yeah. not you know you're not sitting down waiting for a, a, exactly. a much time yeah it's kind of like arby's i don't think arby's really well arby's probably does have drive through at this point but yeah uh oh now i want i'm just i'm craving potato now i want arby's curly fries mm. i'm just hungry in general i think i just got a hunger on uh okay what we got here uh next up 
<laughs> Yano asks, Is Disney just a straight-up evil corporation at this point? I mean... <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're evil by any means, but... It's like any other... Predator- predatory? Maybe? A little? I mean, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know enough about... <laughs> The inner workings of Disney. I know they're. I know. I. I don't know. I don't know enough about the inner workings to call them evil. I, they I used mean, to I, be evil back in the day. That's for sure. But I doubt it's changed dramatically. They're probably just better at hiding it. They've got enough money to hide it now. I mean, the things. The things that I would say would be evil that they've done more recently. Um, you know, predator. That's why I like say so. Predatory. I would say without question because they just buy fucking everything forever. And as long as the, the as long as the the FCC is going to say not a monopoly, Disney's going to roll up and buy everything. Um, so other than that, that's predatory. But as far as evil goes, probably the closest thing that I can think of, just off the top of my head, uh, that I would consider evil was in in the the peak of the pandemic, where they straight up laid off forty thousand employees just so that they could return the CEO salaries, uh, C, the C level, the sweet C suite level. Uh, to their pre-pandemic pay, la- uh, pay, uh, pay level. That was it. They laid off 40,000 people to give themselves a pay bump. Uh, that was probably, the, the I would say, classify that as pretty fucking evil. Um, uh, I got a friend of mine that works, works at Disney that was one of the people that got laid off at the time uh, and had worked there for, for quite some time, and, and uh, that was, that was kind of rough. Um, you know, if they had done it for any other reason, like, you, like if you're going to lay off 40,000 people, you probably need a pretty good fucking reason. But the fact that like the same day they announced that they're returning their C-suite back to the regular before pandemic, uh, shit, like it's like a pat on the back, like, good job. We figured out how to save money. We laid off 40,000 people. Let's pay ourselves for all this good hard work that we've done. It was a little fucking crazy. So, you know, that was probably it. But like. Is it evil beyond that? I don't know. I don't know enough about them. That was pretty fucked up. I would say predatory for sure. Most companies the size of Disney are predatory right now. And they'll just go and buy everything. I mean, Microsoft's doing it in the gaming space. They're just buying up everything. They have $72 billion on fucking Activision Blizzard. Um, So, you know, that's just kind of... That just seems to be where... It's the classic late-stage capitalism. You've got, you know, less than 100 companies that basically just run the fucking show. And you can reduce that hundred down to about fucking ten. That's like the majority of the market could be could be squeezed into ten fucking companies, uh, and that's just kind of the way the way that it is. I'm really the, the shitty thing about that is that it confuses some people, average consumers. If they if they if like a, a brand does something that they're not a fan of and they don't want to support that specific brand anymore. The problem is they just go and, and like, they're like, I'm not, you know, fuck this brand. I'm going to, like, support this other brand. And then they don't know, but that brand's owned by the same fucking company. <laughs> they're just fucking supporting the same thing anyway. And it's because they just, like, uh, there's, like, ten companies that own, the, like, the fucking world. Um, Yano's follow-up to that is, what was the golden age of cinema, in your opinion, Mr. Black? Is Are we... Are we in what might be considered something like that, or was the golden age uh, long gone at this point? Where do you, what do you think? Um, I don't know what I mean. I, I I think movies. I think movies in general. Um, hmm, the golden age. Uh. 
honestly, I think, I think, I think we're still in the golden age. Um, simply just from a technology standpoint, uh, the things that they can do with movies, there's still some really great movies that come out, um, and shows, um, I know that there's a lot of garbage out there and a lot of like, you know, a lot of Marvel stuff. Um, it's tough for me to go and say like, oh, the 90s had great, great movies. And they did. I mean, every decade, they're standout films. Um, but, you know, if I were to go back and watch a lot of those movies, a lot of them don't hold up. Um, some of the greats do, for sure. Um, and it'll be the same for this generation. I just think... I just think pegging something as the glory days is kind of tough because most of the movies that I love from, from like 20 years ago, I love them because I was at a different time in my life. Like I was younger. They were, they were, it was just different. Um, some of them I still absolutely love today. Uh, but I think in general, the, um, I think we're still, I think we're still, I hate to call what we're in golden years, but I think we're we're I think we're still elevating. I think we're still moving like when you see a movie like Endgame, you know, or you see a movie like Avatar, it's hard to not go, I mean I mean those are those are those are spectacles. Like everything everywhere all at once is probably a better example for me as to like Yeah, but those are you that's a unique film, but I'm just talking about like the movie going experience, you know, you look at something like in mm. uh, Interstellar, you know, Inception. Um, there's a lot of great theatrical films yeah. that are just like mind blowingly incredible. And you know, I put experiences in the theater above watching a great movie at home because I find when you watch an amazing film. Um, whether it's everything everywhere all, all at once, which I watched at home. And I think I would have enjoyed it even more in a movie theater with a bunch of other people going through this experience with me. I think that just elevates it. Um, and I just think we're getting, we're getting the best theater experiences, um, over the last 10 years than what we have in say the eighties or the nineties. Um, you know, although I will say I, I wasn't, of age when say the original star Wars and stuff hit theaters, you know, and I, I don't know exactly what that spectacle was like, and I'm sure it was incredible, but, um, man, the technology today, I, I gotta say as much as I want to hate on how much regurgitated garbage there is and how many bad movies are and how many reboots and redo and reimagining and regurgitated shit, there is still some really amazing stuff that comes out even today. So, yeah, uh, I would say I would say um, I think the '90s into the early 2000s. If I had to, if I if, I, if somebody was forcing me to choose a, a period, I'd say probably probably in the '90s, early 2000s. Um, if only because the one thing that I, I I think of when when I think of like so, I agree with I agree with you when you say about like the movie going experience. It continuous continuously gets better. Um, Clearly, technology and everything takes us in that direction. We get these like experiences: Endgame, Avatar, uh, Inception, 
uh, uh, you know, the examples that you give, all, all good examples of, of that, where you go and you have your mind blown by the experience of going to the theater and, and having that done. IMAX, all the, the fucking crazy shit that we've got now. Um, but, like, as far as, like, the, uh, uh, I, I guess how the industry see, like, and I'm, I don't know film so much. All I can say is I can, I can reference this one interview, and it was, it was a, um, it was a sit-down interview. I can't remember who conducted the interview. I can't remember if it was James Lipton or, oh, fuck, or if it was somebody else. I can't remember if it was inside the actor studio or not, but it was, it was with, um, it was an interview no, you know what? It was for TV, and it was Rob Williams and um, Matt Damon. Uh, there was an interview there where they were discussing how um, uh, how Goodwill Hunting came together as a film, like to make it, to even get it greenlit, to have everything work. And then there was a, uh, and they they talked a lot about it there, and then. And then in another interview, many, 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 many years later, uh, Matt Damon had another interview where he was again discussing that film and the and and how it was done because everyone's so interested between like, him and and Ben coming up you know, as young kids with this fucking script and trying to make it happen and landing Rob Williams and having it all come together. And uh, and the thing that always stuck with me is when he said that that it would be almost impossible to make Goodwill Hunting happen today. Because very few studios would ever take a risk on making Goodwill Hunting um, in the current climate of of the movie going uh, movie going experience and 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 cinema in general, it might be done, but it would almost it would almost have to be like an indie film that shows up in like the Toronto Film Festival or Cannes or some shit like that. It wouldn't necessarily get sent to theater like Goodwill Hunting was. Um, that I think so. The trade-off I think that we've that we've got is that you might be able to point at like eighties, nineties, early two thousands as like the pocket where where people were still willing, studios were willing to take a little bit more risks. Uh, and then as soon as we hit like the billion-dollar club era, where a lot of a lot of studios are now uh, plating a lot more films that they need to hit certain very specific benchmarks that weren't as perhaps stringent. Uh, 20 or, or or 30 years ago that's taken away a little bit we're getting better we're getting a lot more experience based shit in theaters but it's harder i i would imagine from what i've like that's why i referenced that because i don't know but why i referenced that interview is that from people trying to make certain types of movies it isn't as easy to get those like what would be considered uh, i guess not. films versus not. what it was 20 or 30 years ago so that's the, so the golden age in, the, in, in that kind of a Good, Goodwill Hunting isn't a movie you need to see in theaters, though. It's like it's it's not a it, it's not a blockbuster. It's you know. It's well, I'm a, just talking about. Well, it's yeah. still considered cinema. I mean, cinema isn't just isn't just you know uh, Marvel uh, and 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 like big blockbuster um, special effect. You know, Jurassic Park, fucking Star Wars, whatever situations. That's not the only thing that's considered you know cinema so that's why I'm, I'm taking like the opposite end where it's like yes i i agree clearly the in-theater experience is fucking incredible it's gotten better and better and better with time yeah. but the trade-off for that is studios mm -hmm. are chasing that chasing the dragon uh and and uh, which more is more expensive the, the to case. make movies more, and exactly and back then 
it was about the movie stars. It's not really so there. It's not really about movie stars anymore. It's about yeah. properties and IP. And if you have a good star in there, there's very few movie stars left in Hollywood. You know, you've got the, the Tom Cruise, you've got Dwayne, the rock Johnson, um, you know, a couple of other big names, you know, yeah. Will Smith there. And even he's kind of, you <laughs> know, and not because, the, not because of the slap, <laughs> but because it's, uh, yeah. you know, just the movies are just different now. And back then, you know, you could really enjoy a movie like Goodwill hunting in theaters because back then the stuff that we have at home is nowhere ne- was nowhere near. I mean, now everybody's got at least a 55 inch, you know, fucking pl- flat screen TV in their house with, you know, great sound and everything else. So you can get those experiences um, there. And because, you know, streaming and everything is just so competitive. Um, I, I just, the, I, I get what you're saying. There's just certain movies and Robin Williams, right. Certain movies that just will not get greenlit for theatrical releases, unless it's almost a passion project or somebody with such deep pockets um, want to go out and spend $30 million of their own money and make this movie and then try and get it sold. Uh, which does happen. It's rare, but it does happen. Like M. Night Shyamalan, he's, he's been having to fork up his own money to make smaller M. Night Shyamalan-type movies um, that would have been, been greenlit years and years ago. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, hard for me to pick a go- it's hard for me to pick a golden, golden age, but I would yeah. much rather continue watching films the way they are now opposed to going back 20, 30 years ago and going going back into that era and there's it's, a lot of cheese and shit back then too like, well obviously, a lot yeah, of, like, clearly yeah, lots like, of cheese to be for yeah. sure I th- i'm sure i'm sure t- 30 years from now we'll look It'll back be, and there'll be lots of oh, it going yeah. holy fuck that's cringe like clearly yeah. um i think it is interesting to like talk about the the movie star era because clearly there is still clout amongst movie stars because otherwise daniel craig doesn't make 50 million dollars to do knives out or uh, Joe, Dwayne The Rock Johnson doesn't get paid what he gets paid, or uh, or every time a movie does well and you do more than, than two of them, the, you know uh, it, it, people have to you know get paid to come back. So there is still there is still a a weight to stardom that has to be paid. Similar to back then, it's just I guess I I guess it's less important from like a jump off point so if you started a new ip it's not as imperative to have the top of the line person take up the charge whereas in the 80s and 90s maybe that was the thing where like if you were starting something new you needed like and like you needed to put an arnold schwarzenegger a tom cruise uh uh you know uh, that kind of a uh, of like an action movie blockbustery type person in the role or if you need a drama you get you you're pulling somebody else but yeah clearly there's still like a need for stardom in many films otherwise you know marvel would be looking a lot more haggard uh than they do in terms of who's in, who's in those who's in those positions i mean uh, marvel is point. struggling right now i mean it is because they don't have their main stars uh and characters in these films so um so that speaks to like the stardom point again so like it's still it's still like there's still something of course, of course, there's still movie yeah. stars. You still need yeah. reputable names. But I mean, yeah. back in the 90s and the 80s, I mean, you needed to have huge movie stars. If It's like if you just had a huge movie star, anything would get greenlit. Like, you know, fucking Eddie Murphy wants to do this. 
it's yours. You know, Jackie Meteor Chan. Meteor Man. It's yours. Green, green like uh, that Eddie Murphy Meteor Man. Yeah, make it's it not happen. like that anymore, right? If Eddie Murphy wants to make a movie, you know, it, it's... I'm not saying he can't get it done, but it's a lot harder, right? Um, the only ones that can really do that shit is, like I said, like a Tom Cruise, Dwayne Rock Johnson. There's very few movie stars that can that do what they did. It's, it's just a different era. It's a different era. Mm. Last question. Last question comes in from Logan. So the war breaks out. Canada has to draft soldiers again. Upside, though, you get to choose any job that you want. What job do you choose and why? I choose jail. Say that again? <laughs> he said, Canada has to draft soldiers again. Upside, though, you get to choose any job that you want. What job do you choose and why? And I said, I, I choose jail. You want to go I to jail? Yeah, I'm going to jail. You know why? Because unless, unless that war happened on this soil, I ain't going to fight any fucking politicians, dick measuring contest, quasi geopolitical shitstorm over oil or some other fucking bullshit war. I'm just not doing it. It's like, it's, it's like, it'd be the same as what happened with Vietnam. Eventually the soldiers went, wait a minute. Are we the bad guys? Yes. As it turns out, you are. And then everyone was like, fuck this shit. We're not doing that again. And so that, you know, unless that war is on this soil, I'll defend this soil. I'm not going anywhere else. You send me, you're drafting me. What are my choices? Go to war or jail? Cock meat sandwich, 24-7. Send it my way. Spreading my cheeks, walking in the jail cell backwards. My ass going to jail. I ain't going to fight no other fucking rich fuck bullshit war for ain't no man no. That's, that's nonsense, because all war is, is like, fucking like, 300 people on Earth sending hundreds of millions of other people to fight their bullshit. It is not, like, like the, like the average person just living their lives, like Jeff and I are living our lives right now, and the average person living their lives somewhere else in the world, no, we're not actively thinking about, fuck that guy. Let me, let me go kill them. Like, nobody's thinking that shit. No, like, the average person does not want war. The average person wants to go to Five Guys and spend 15 to $18 on a double fucking cheeseburger and some french fries. That's the average person. Maybe that's not your burger joint, but you're choosing that over war. The only people out here starting up wars and shit and stirring shit up are literally, like, a tiny group of people dick measure contest. Every time. Over bullshit. That mostly doesn't matter. And it's been that way since the dawn of time. <laughs> Hasn't changed. The only difference, the toys have gotten bigger, they've gotten more dangerous, and they've been able to kill a lot more shit a lot faster. That's the only fucking difference. So if you think my ass is going to, like, some other fucking random place in the world you ship me off with whatever, like, fucking, like, secondhand weapons this country's fucking got... They'll fight somebody else's war? Suck my dick. I'm going to jail, and I'm doing more dick sucking there. I ain't doing it on another, <laughs> another country's soil. Um, jeez, what would I, what would I, what, so, like, what, what <laughs> branch so actually, like, like you could, Yeah, whatever branch of the, of the, of, of the forces you would like to go to. Um. Shit, man. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on it. Like, I, but I'm not. You know, I'm not going to be like if if there was a draft and like we had to go or go to jail, I would go. Um, I'm sucking dick in jail. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sucking penis. I'm, I'm not suddenly to, my teeth can be crooked. Bro, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be 
very honest. Mm. I'd rather get killed mm -hmm. fighting for my country. But you're not usually jail. fighting for your country. Well, though. whatever. That's what everybody's <laughs> going to say. And that's all that really matters, right? That's what, what other people think is what is what other people what other people think there, is what matters. Hey, it's all about legacy. Listen, if I'm gonna go if I'm gonna go out and my son or my wife or my family <laughs> is gonna look at me like a hero, um, instead of a coward that's gonna go to jail and suck dick because You're I damn right. Then, my, uh, on my epitaph, I mean, on my headstone, will say greatest dick sucker hey, world, and then hey, and then it will say 2024, which will coincidentally, if there's another world war, also be the end of the world. Therefore, I will hey. be the greatest final cocksucker in the history of mankind. Hey. That will be my legacy. I'll I'd be, rather, I will be yeah. champion, champion. I will fondle the balls, soft hands, fondle the balls, cuddle them, no. stroke the shaft at the same time, get it going. I will be a god before I go and fight some other old, probably white dude who will not send their own son or own daughter to war. It will just be everyone else fighting their bullshit. Fuck that. I'd kill them before I kill somebody else. If they came to my door and said, and said, hey, I'm sending you to fight my war, I'd say, really? Bang, they're dead. And then I'd just go all about my day. Where you know where I'm going? Straight to jail. Either way, it's jail for me, whether they're dragging me there or I'm going for murdering the motherfucker starting the war in the first place. I don't give a shit which way it's going. It's penis in my mouth either way, and it's not fighting somebody else's war. Fuck uh, that shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm not, not listening to what you're saying. I mean, I get it. <laughs> but uh, I'd rather I'd rather go and have a fighting chance and uh, then then waste my life in prison because uh, whatever, you know, that's just me. And I, you know, mm. I would do my I'd probably department. I'd probably go with, you know, some sort of. I don't know, I try to I try and pick one that I wouldn't have to be on the battlefield. Um, <laughs> Drone uh, flyer. Yeah, but Jesus, that, that as well too wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable just blowing people <laughs> up, you know? Like I hate to be the bearer of bad news, yeah, but even if you don't like, let's say you go communications, you're not technically doing it, but you're the guy that said, "Hey, this is the spot to send the drone." Yeah, you know what? I'll be that guy. <laughs> I'll be that guy, man. You know, I'm just the messenger. All right. I'm Your just family will be like, "Oh, my pops was over there. He was the best phone operator in the fucking war. He was the one that told them where to blow up that fucking school to send a message. That shit was the greatest thing our family's ever done. The legacy lives on." Meanwhile, my kid will be like, "Oh." My my daddy was the greatest dick sucker this side of the fucking Atlantic. Incredible. Front to back. Great at lineups for days. Did it from the local jail. Ate three square meals. Three or four of those square meals were penis. Slept comfortably. Didn't fight somebody else's war. Greatest thing ever. Hint stone in the ground. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, that's, no. that's where I'm going. I'll go out swinging. I'll go swinging. <laughs> I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to do it, but. Your boy, ain't, your boy ain't going to jail to get you know slammed with some cock. Uh, and ain't, I'd rather t I'd rather go there and potentially get killed than uh, spend my life in prison and uh, just, be, just be miserable. Oh, you know, I'm, at least I have I'm a fighting really... chance to get out. And chances are we win a war anyway, so uh, you know, just get stay alive. Canada involved in any war ain't winning shit. It'll be yeah, America but, that wins the war. We're just there well, peripherally. We're, we're, yeah, we're just there <laughs> to aid. You know, to aid in the madness. That's what we're there for. Does just, anyone need a dick sucking? Yeah, I'm I'll here. just be on there. I'd be like, all right, you know what? <laughs> uh, latitude is 22. Um, um, it's going to be on the north side 
you're going to see a little burn. I do believe that there's a squadron in there. Uh, you are free to drop the fucking drone. Go. That would be my serve my duty. That's it. Because if you think I'm running, if you think I'm going to be the guy that's getting airdropped in there and I'm running into a fucking house shooting some people, I have no idea over some dumb shit. Now nah, that ain't it, bro. That ain't it. You gotta have you gotta have that mental separation, the six degrees of separation, just far enough away. It's like I didn't technically pull the trigger. It's not the gun killing them. It's the people, right? It's not, like I wasn't the guy. I wasn't the gun here. All right, I was just in the background. I was just the one making the phone calls. Well, ladies and gentlemen, go. on that dick sucking note, that's the end of another Techno Alpha podcast. Uh, just when you thought we weren't going to, you know, we were going to get to this episode without referencing penis, guess what? Joke's on you. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much for stopping by. Well, that's not the right screen. That's the right screen. We'll see you guys next week. And until then, stay safe out there. Try not to get drafted. <laughs> until then, peace. Peace.